Wrestling the Biscuit, episode 33. We are back. Well, I'm back. Last week, I don't know who I was podcasting with, but I know it was not Pat Shea, my regular co-host. I'm happy to have him back. Mr. Shea, reveal yourself. Where have you been? It is good to be back. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my pre-workout in. I'm a hockey player again. So I was busy last week with things. I had better things to do than than like talk to Trav. You know, I actually didn't really have an excuse. He texted me. He's like, yo, what what time are we going today for the podcast? I said, no. And that was it. <laughs> and and he, he did an interview with, with Dylan Kelly. I'm refusing to watch it. You know, I'm sure it's a great interview. I'm sure he's a great guest, but I'm refusing to watch it. I'm boycotting it. Mm-hmm. I'm just pissed about it. But uh, actually, the, the text that I got back was podcast. We don't do a podcast together anymore. <laughs> Dude, I was pissed because you were getting a lot of steam. You're getting a lot of heat in the public eye. And I was like, fuck, I can't be associated with this guy. No, Get, I'm moving on, which now that I brought it up, let's talk about it. <laughs> yes. Great, great Last transition. Week. Okay. Who is, so uh, yeah, you the, go ahead. The Puck Empire, mm-hmm. uh, apparently is a pretty well-known, how many followers does he have? Uh, 60,000, 70,000. Yeah. Pretty well-known account. He essentially just like repost like news about hockey. His repost and, account. Yeah. He, nothing. He's not talented in any way. But no. he's a he's a repost account, and he he caught a a, a beef with Trav for whatever reason mm-hmm. made uh whatever reason made him get get his get his feathers all riled up. But he was he was heated, and he posted a picture of Trav, and Trav called me, and I'll let you take it from here. But I got a call from Trav essentially saying, "Yo, did you see this Puck Empire post?" And then I went over. But let let me hear from your point of view what happened with this Puck Empire, dude. Yeah, so basically this Puck Empire dude on Instagram he made a post about me and was like, did you know that Travis Ridgen, also known as Travis Waters, has a lifetime save percentage of an 888? And uh, I saw that, and then right away, because I started getting tagged, I started getting likes, I started getting mm-hmm. follows, I, I called Pat. I was like, did you see this? And he's like, uh-oh, what happened? I'm like, no, 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 this is good for business. This is great for business. Yeah. Was that not the exact same thing I said? The first you, thing I said was, this is good for business. You were excited about it. You I were pumped. So stoked. Mm-hmm. I was confused. I, I forget where I was coming from. I might have been at a men's league game, which mm-hmm. is funny. <laughs> but I yeah, I get a call from Trav. He's like, yo, do you see what's going on? I'm getting absolutely roasted online. This is awesome. I'm like, why is this awesome? He's like, because it's fucking great for business. I just posted my ad on my page. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sales. People are going over my page. To, <laughs> so they're going to watch. I'm going to get views. And your link in your bio had like response to Puck Empire 1, 2, 3, like all these links <laughs> in your bio. So if they click the link, it set, they would have clicked the video thinking you responded to Puck Empire. Yeah, because I posted like five ads. Room. So I, I posted an ad for my, the supplement yeah. company I work with. I posted Manscaped, all this kind of stuff and then i put a black screen on my instagram story so you knew i have a series if uh for those that are asking what the puck empire posts about me please refer to my instagram story for my official response or my, my instagram bio you tap my bio yeah. it takes you to my link tree and it goes through all my links and i, I literally <laughs> took all my links like my manscape link my beyond yourself link and i just relabeled them to puck empire one puck empire two Buck Empire 3. So you clicked on it, you're listening to the podcast. You clicked on number 3, you're watching that day's vlog. You clicked on number 6, you're buying a lawnmower. You're confirming your purchase for a lawnmower. It was great for business. And I picked up like 200 followers. So, yeah. That was uh, that was my now, Thursday night. There was a lot of heated people. Like, they were just mad at you, roasting. Mm-hmm. I think what he said was, when Trav is not your least favorite person on Instagram, he's also letting in a lot of goals or something. Yes, and he. Uh, the, a lot of people in the comments were just essentially like, "Yep, fuck this guy. 
worst guy on the internet. Then there's like your fans going in like, don't see you playing hockey. Still like, I'll get in your back. But uh, mm-hmm. very, very entertaining to look through, which I guess it stemmed a bit from your, you've been on a commenting spree and I didn't even realize you, you, yes. you've been commenting on everything. And so <laughs> I, I have to ask, because I saw a comment that I thought was questionable by you and I wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what you said, but you tagged me in it. Yeah. And it was uh when Gabriel what's his name? Curtis Gabriel? Yes, 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 yes. He got either was it traded, I think. He might have got traded or re-signed or something. And uh you essentially said, like, I wonder where and you tagged his girlfriend is gonna do Instagram. Yes, because Curtis like Gabriel is dating Michaela Demeter. Curtis Gabriel, yeah. nail gun tough guy, formerly for the yeah. San Jose Shark. Just an absolute nail gun. Oh, uh, he's a beast. Oh, he he would kick our lights in, no problem. Anyway, um, that's that was my point. So yes. that I had to ask, like, do you do you fear that? Like, where do you draw your line of comments? Mm-hmm. Where like now you because he could very well see that. Or she could have seen that because you're a verified account. Yes, I am. She could have been insulted by it in a way. Maybe he would have got pissed off. First Does off, that a, concern you? She has so many followers because she's at over a million now, and I could, okay. I, I don't think she's seen that comment with the amount of comments and DMs she's getting from good from chance desperate. You know what I mean? Like that's not popping up. Um, as far as Curtis Gabriel goes, I'm not really worried about him. You know, showing up my doorstep to you know punch me <laughs> out. Like I've I've met the guy. I've talked to him. Seems like a you decent guy. Yeah, I've, I've met him twice. I met him twice in London about uh, two years ago. I don't, did I ever tell you that or no? Right. Yeah. I, you actually, now that you say it, I think you did tell me it when yeah. he was like yelling at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, he DM me to yell at us about, you know, us shitting on women's hockey and that it's not marketed properly. And then also uh, that I suck. I'm just kidding. He actually didn't tell me that I sucked. But um, <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm not really, you know, worried about that. Like also, you know, what? the one thing that I found kind of interesting is that Curtis Gabriel was talking the other day about how, and, and, I, I hope Curtis doesn't show up my doorstep for talking about this, but you know he talks about you know trying to add some value to the community and, and like changing the way you know people think about hockey, changing the culture, changing it so it's more inclusive. Yeah. You know whether you're gay, straight, lesbian, white, black, Chinese, what, whatever you you are, the game is more inclusive, which is great. And trying to kill that uh, misogynistic old school approach of like, hey, you, you boys, you won't believe what I did last night before the game, like that kind of mentality, like yeah, they're just yeah. canning that, but. His woman, who he told me in person last year, and I hope I'm not screwing this up, she's making about 15 G's, 20 G's every month, makes a living off of that mentality. Isn't that kind of ironic that he's against that and he's trying to change the culture of the hockey community, but that's how she makes her bread and butter to make her living, is by exposing guys like that to buy things that she sells or promotes. Yeah, no, because her audience is clearly like horny guys. 100% those desperate dudes. Which is the case with a lot of those females, and unless you want to sell yourself, it, it becomes hard to harder to profit. Like a, uh, you see, like a girl a lot of times with like hundreds of thousands of followers, and like they're getting an ad from, say, like uh, a female underwear company, right? Mm-hmm. They're not selling a single pair of underwear because their audience is a bunch of horny dudes who just want to see them in bikinis. So that it's a problem like and nowadays, yeah, you can make an OnlyFans and stuff like that, <laughs> premium sites and shit, but like that is up to the person if they wanna 
do that. It, it's just an interesting. Uh, Have you noticed a lot of them are, tra- are changing more towards selling men's products? Like Michaela Demeter, she yes. promotes products for men's. Like, yeah. hey, you like me, shave your bush. You like me, buy this yeah, men's exactly. underwear. Like, it's, it's very smart marketing. I, I'm fascinated that's by this the, marketing. Yes. Um, that, that's the good move. They sh- that's what they should be doing. But they have to, you have to know your audience. Absolutely. Like, the uh, So you, you and I talked about this, I think, privately. I don't think we put this in the podcast. But so when I got verified, the first thing I did was what, Pache? What did you do? Did you comment on people? I, I posted about it, one. Two, I applied to a That's talent right. agency to try to get a manager, try to get an agent. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot I about that. I can't believe you forgot about it. I can't believe you didn't. Anyway. Um, so I reached out to the this one agency based out of Toronto, and I'm just I'm just trying to like you know get my feet in the water, kind of you know you know understand yeah. how this works because I've never had a manager before. I see all these big dogs happen, but I don't. And you know our, our mm-hmm. boy Michael Downey's like you got to get a manager, dude. It's gonna make your life easier. Like other guys that I've talked to, you need to get a manager or somebody to get these deals for you, yeah. so you can just focus on doing stuff. And I'm like, well, I'll look into it. So I'm talking to this agency, and it turns out they take twenty percent off the top. Whatever you make, they make twenty percent off. Too much. That's a that's a big chunk of the pot. And then also, no, it's supposed to be like five percent or three, three to five percent or something. They're taking twenty. That well, this for this yeah, agency bullshit. specifically in Toronto, they're taking twenty percent yeah. off the top of all influencer deals. And then also, they will or won't sign you depending on how many deals they can get. So for them to sign you with this agency, you need to be pulling in a minimum of five thousand dollars of influencer profits or I, I guess income every month. So I have to do five thousand dollars of ads. They're like, can you do this? And I'm like. Well, unless you're charging five thousand dollars an ad, probably not. No, I can't do that. You know, yeah, like, that's yeah, a that's lot of ads. Extreme. And, and I'm that's assuming a, a lot. most of them are charging a thousand, two thousand for an ad. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how I could ever produce at that level because, like, I'm not, you know, a fit chick where I just sit on Instagram all day. I make hockey videos. You do the same yeah. thing. So it's a, it's a very weird yeah, dynamic. Yeah. Um, speaking but, of, of weird, should we do our shoutouts and uh, viewers of the week before we get too much into uh, bicycle spokes and the Instagram fit chick community? Yeah, okay. sure. Do a few shout-outs. Okay. Few shout-outs. So, yes. Yeah, so, we have uh, three this week. So, first off, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to uh, Kyle Anderson on IG. Uh, he sent Pat and I a message, real nice message. You know, the guy's working his way through school, I believe. I hope I didn't script these notes because this is going to be awkward if the one guy's working his way through school and the other guy's just shitting on me all the time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kyle, uh, wishing you the best. Thanks for the love, brother. Uh, number two, we got uh, Cody Dooley. This guy literally has been taking giant dumps on me on Instagram all week, actually all month. And I finally Ooh, told juicy. him, I said, listen, buddy, if you listen to the podcast, I'd like to hear your opinion. You haven't, you know, you haven't taken a dump on me for the podcast. He said, okay, what happens if I listen? I said, I'll make you viewer of the week. <laughs> Deal. So he's turning a hater into a fan. So he said he was going to listen. <laughs> I told him to listen to the Wall Street of the DK episode, and he'll be the viewer for this week's episode. So, uh, you know, Duels, shout out to you, buddy. You're the uh, commenter of the week. Sorry. And we have a huge uh, viewer of the week, DoorDash Pete. By the way, do you take beef with DoorDash Pete because he's not an Uber driver? He's a DoorDash driver or no? No, I, do, I dash as well. Oh, okay. So you're so part of the family. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play the audio through the mic here, and I'm going to put the video version on the screen. Uh, I'm going to have to do some cutting because it's a little bit of a long call, but uh, take a listen. What up, yeah, boys? Listening to the little episode right now. You guys a good guest. Just wanted to make some fucking points to you guys. I played a little junior hockey in Peoria, Illinois. Could you say I probably was scratched more than I played? Yeah, that's all right. A couple similarities is uh, I'm 6'5", a little heavier than uh, your guest, DK, on. 
but it was funny because I played against the Metro Jets. They were an absolute wagon. Two little fucking connect the dot a- actions with uh, the podcast this connect week. Connect the dots. And uh, yeah, love the content. Keep it up, boys. <clears throat> Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> just belches. That's the best part. DoorDash hey, everything was he good. He could have done absolutely nothing productive for the first 60 seconds, and that, the, the final three yeah. seconds of that call is what's Just lets a burp oh. go. DoorDash Pete, I know you watched the video version after you listened to the audio version. Shout out to you, buddy. God bless you and your petite dancers figured 6'5", buddy. We love you. Thank you so much for the love. Um, on a side note, on, well, on a more serious note, um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening to the audio version and to the video version, like the podcast. Yeah. been growing a little bit lately. Um, I, I absolutely love doing the podcast. Like I know, you know, playing hockey and doing the vlog is, is my thing and, you know, Pat, same thing on, on his end. But for me personally, I don't know about Pat, you can speak about this in a sec, but like this podcast is that one thing a week that I seriously look forward to doing and talking about things and, you know, engaging with people. So, um, to everybody who's been listening, uh, watching, thank you so much. We can't do it without you. Yeah, for sure. It's been picking up steam. Actually, I texted you the other day. I was like, yo, the audio versions are consistently ripping over a thousand plays. Like, it might take a, a couple weeks on some of the episodes to get there, but. Yeah, but as of late, we've been hitting a thousand every one, like, for that week. Like, yeah. we've been sitting for the last couple of episodes, like, 2,000, 3,000, if not yeah. 3,000, very close to 3,000 every single week. Yeah, the U- the YouTube videos have been hitting a thousand, too. It's, it's, it's definitely growing. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh,. No, we appreciate the hell out of everyone who's coming over and giving us another, you know, opportunity to, you know, well, one, interact with you guys in, in a more personal way, I think, personable way, where you're like kind of seeing, you're getting to know us more than just like bits and pieces of a vlog. And then uh, also gives us, in small amounts right now, another source of income. So it's, we appreciate you guys stopping in if you've, Botten, a uh, this is a great. Transition. I was actually, I was all over this dude. I was waiting for you to finish talking, and then I was going to tell people, <laughs> listen, we got your viewership, we got your commitment. Thank you, God bless your soul. But you yeah. got to buy a lawnmower. The first presenting. Oh wait, no, yeah. is this a sponsor? You know what? Please. We're going to do a lawnmower ad first. The folks at Manscape, yeah, listen, <laughs> Manscape is amazing. I've been working personally myself with Manscape for coming up on two years now. They have some amazing products in the pipeline coming up over the next three months. I am not allowed to talk about them. I have been signed to a non-disclosure agreement. I haven't even told Pat about them. I will tell him after the podcast, but they're amazing. However, let's just cut straight, straight to the facts here, people. Body hair, it's gross, it's nasty. Like when you take the Phillips razor like Pat has, so you get razor burn. That's not fun. You, know, you want to yeah. shave... Your, your body, you got to get shaving cream. What What is worse? Th- I want to talk about this for a second. What is worse on this planet than when you got a hot date, you're going to go for a business meeting, you're going to maybe record a podcast because you have a sick handlebars mustache like me, and you're giving mustache yeah. rides all month long from November like this, and you go to trim it down, you go to freshen it up, get it down to the wood, and you got no shaving cream, okay? What are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to do yeah. nothing. You're going to do absolutely nothing. I actually, I there was a, guy in the shower the other day who had shaving cream and a razor to his balls and was just talking about how much it was stinging how painful it was because it is (laughs) and you know it yeah and you know it doesn't sting your fucking balls and is not painful is the manscape the razor the lawnmower it's it's easy it's 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 nice it's soothing on your skin it leaves you with a fresh a fresh feeling junk and then on top of on top of that like it it 
it honestly proves to be a great like i've been using it on my chest and like i have to trim my shoulders and like upper back and shit because i'm a hairy fucking animal Dang. over here but it's been it's been clip it, it catches all the hairs I, and i know guys that are similar situation you try to like trim it and it just misses all the hairs no the manscape clips it gets all the hairs it's a nice even uh trim of of the hair wherever you're choosing to trim and so. you know what too on, on a on a similar note even when you're getting those hairs in my place here specifically our lighting in yeah. the bathroom isn't the best so like when you have like a flashlight like a little light on the end it's great for getting in wherever you want because yeah, you can really, nice. you know, you have full light. It's great. So um, we will keep the ad shorter this week because my dad called me and told me, son, the ads are too long. So uh, manscaped.com, <laughs> you're going to use the promo code BISCUIT, that is B-I-Z, or Z if you're in the U.S., K-I-T, B-I-Z, K-I-T. You're going to get 20% off, free shipping. You know the drill. Me and Pat will somehow make our way down to the Manscaped factory in San Diego and ship it for you out the door, smile on our face, and maybe you'll be our viewer, viewer of the week. So. Uh, thanks to Manscaped, as know, always, man. for uh, sponsoring the podcast and uh, just, yeah, re-upping as of late. We re-upped for a couple more months, so thank you very much for everybody's support because that's yeah. not possible without you because we don't buy lawnmowers. You do. We just make the podcast and tell you about a lawnmower. So thank you to everybody. And also thanks yep. to my dad for, uh, for uh, you know, noticing, telling us, son, the ad's are a little bit too long. We got to fix that. So uh, anyway, we will move on. Uh, to the marquee event, the uh, the reason why you, you probably downloaded the podcast or listen, Mr. Shea has been released. Let's talk about it. Now, that probably confuses yes. you. It probably confuses the hell out of you. Cause you. So, you saw me post a video about a month or, say a month and a half mm. ago, maybe, where I said I signed my first professional hockey contract. People were kind of like, oh, cool, like, oh Worcester sweet like and then I posted it like oh COVID ruined it and there were there were people a little bit unclear on it so then we made a podcast episode saying Pache signed ECHL with Worcester and this was two episodes ago and I explained the situation going on there and now you saw me just post a video which is doing well on my channel about me signing in Maine and then now you see this podcast episode about me being it's a released. roller coaster of emotions. So you're probably like, wait, what's the order here? Did he get released from Maine already? Like, is he just getting signed and getting released? Like every it's couple in the ECHL days? World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a farewell tour. I'm just having fun. I'm just. I just missed school, like putting pen to paper. You know, I haven't been. I haven't been doing it much because after school you just stop using pen to paper, and I kind of miss it. So I've been just signing contracts left and right and getting released. It's. It's a fun. It's a fun deal. But uh, no, on on a serious note, the situation with Worcester. I briefly explained it on my vlog, but essentially this it didn't work out. Like he so by the time. Oh, shit camp was over obviously i wasn't there to show or you know fight for myself i couldn't be there so they have way too many guys they have to make cuts they have to make release they have to release people so obviously me not being there pretty easy decision to not reserve me right so i got released and actually funny enough i did i wasn't even i wasn't told you, you found it because it was on <laughs> so, twitter and somebody dm'd it to me who no. I then texted to you. I was like, "You see, well, they announced you got released." He's like, "I had no idea." Well, that, yeah, no, that was the. I think that was the same day. But a kid had messaged me and was like, "Hey, so what's your plan now?" Like, blah blah blah. I'm like, "Uh, what do you mean?" <laughs> He's like, "Saw you, saw you released. What's the plan now?" 
I was like, well, this is news to me, so I'll go make a plan now. <laughs> I'm going to go check Twitter. <laughs> so I went on. And, and uh, the day prior to this, so actually when a day being released, I actually had no idea. And uh, which I, I, I it wasn't like out of the blue. I wasn't too like shocked by it. I kind of had a feeling the team would be filled or whatever. So I then was like, shit. And then the coach actually called me that day and ex- explained the situation and was kind of like, yeah, we're like super full. So the deal with like coast teams is if you're and it's it trickles down. So if you have an NHL contract and you're playing the AHL or you get sent down to AHL, which is common, you kind of get prioritized in the AHL versus a guy who's on just an AHL contract. And then it gets trickled down. So if you're an AHL contract and you get sent down to the coast, you're then prioritized in the coast. And obviously if you're on an NHL contract in the coast, you're ultimately prioritized because they want to, the team at the top wants to develop you to try to, you know, for their, they kind of choose, they want you to play. Yeah, like to you're basically like untouchable back at that to where point. They, yeah. They, they see the potential in you and they want you to live up to it. They don't want to make a mistake signing. So they want you to be good. So similar with the coast, if you're on a coast contract, the AHL contracts are prioritized. And if you have too many guys sent down, if uh say like, so the Worcester is with the Islanders, they had way too many guys sent down from their, their uh, a team. And then Springfield, who I'm not even sure who the affiliate is also had guys sent down to Worcester. So they had like a team full of AHL contracts. He already had like four or five guys on reserve and was like, Hey, I want you to be on the team. I just like be patient until like I can open a spot back up, which I thought about it. And I was like, Ooh, that could be another fucking month and a half, two months with all the guys that are there. And so obviously then like I'm, um, free agent river people like saw me in the release thing. So a few teams start reaching out. And I got a, actually, I don't even know if, I, yeah, whatever. I got an offer from Tulsa and I was going to potentially go down mm-hmm. to Oklahoma and that's far. I'm from Mass. So <laughs> Oklahoma was going to be a trek. And I was thinking about bringing my car and I was like, fuck, my Rav car would make it. Yeah. Rav 4 2010. You know, it'd be funny if your wagon broke but, down on the side of the road and you're just out there with your thumb up and you got like a cardboard <laughs> sign, Tulsa, Oklahoma training camp, East Coast to the Chaser, baby. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, and I, I mean the coach was a is a good guy. We had some good chats. It just uh, I then got an opportunity in Maine. Here, Coach Gite was obviously the assistant at U Maine, and he reached out to me. Kind of funny, like texted me. He was like, "Hey, Shazo, how are things?" <laughs> and I'm just yeah, good. Good, good, good. Yourself, you know, waiting around. Just got, just got released. You know, all good. And then he kind of slowly throughout the day was kind of figuring out what my plan was, with, what the deal was with the vaccine. And then eventually we got to the point where he had said, like, he'd love to have me appear. And then we kind of worked it out. And then they ended up uh, a few days go by, and he gets, he goes, okay, I talked to everyone. I can get a contract for you this week either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I can have the contract for you. I'm like, perfect. Like, let's do that because it sounds like a good situation. Um, familiar face, close to home, good stuff. 
And uh, then he texted me like Monday, I'm at the gym and he goes, Hey, we can sign you today. When can you be here? Be here by three forty-five, <laughs> something like that. And it was like 11. I was like, fuck. Uh. I'm like scrambling in the gym. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can make that one actually. And then essentially he was just like, all right, take your time, come up tonight and uh, we'll get you in to all your physical shit tomorrow. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. I literally got the text, went home, packed everything up drove up here got in at night and that's mm-hmm. where i'm at now and for the, for, for the time being at least you never you never know with uh with this with this league but with this world it's it's very unpredictable yeah i can hopefully i can stay stay here and uh make an impact to, to so, rewind for, well, for a split I, I second can, you know what would have been hilarious because yeah. I, I know people are like you mentioned are super confused like did he sign did he get released like what's going on is this the world tour Pat actually yeah. said, you know what? I realize that my YouTube career is coming to an end. You know, the skits thing, I'm giving up on that. The <laughs> podcast with Trav has kind of been a dud. I'm going to do the world tour. I'm going to go to every East Coast camp, make a video sign in there. I'm going to really cash out one last time. We're going to do a couple ads, and we're going to carry on. Which, speaking of ads, my bookie? Mm-hmm. Yes. My bookie is a sponsor today. Now this is a gambling sports so if you're 18 or under uh, children earmuffs sport. please if you're 18 and over and you have a gambling problem let <laughs> yeah. us help you with that problem. Yeah. And this this is a legal this is a completely legal uh site. I know a lot of online sports betting is questionable. This is a completely legal site. Um it's available I think in most states. Like I texted a, a few people and they were like, "Oh, I don't know if it's available in Mass or Maine." And then I went on in Maine where I am now and I was able to actually bet and do the code so i was like okay it works here so i think it's available in more places than you realize because they're they're following rules it's it's legal um if you use my code pat shea all capitals pat shea you can on sign up and ed got confused on this so what the deal is here if you sign up use my code you plug it in then it brings you over to a deposit page and then you make your first deposit. So using my code now, you can get your deposit doubled. So I tested it out. I went on and I deposited $45 and then it turned into 90. And then you can use that $90 to go bet on everything, anything you want. And you'll end up winning double of what you you know, would have won if you only bet the 45. Or if you bet 500, it will double it. If you deposit 500, sorry, it will double it to 1,000. And that's the limit. They'll, they'll do up to 1,000. But it's a good deal. If you like betting, um, tons of UFC fights on there, boxing. Obviously, the NHL, we're a hockey-based podcast. I thought we were a UFC uh, podcast. You can go on and bet. <laughs> yeah, we're both. <laughs> but I know uh, fights are fun to bet on. But if you like betting on hockey or whatever sport you like, go on there and um, use the code. And you can bet, put your money where your mouth is and make a good dollar while doing it. And you Absolutely. help out the boys. So feel free if you're into that. And uh, yeah, thank God you bless. if you do. So speaking of the UFC, one yes, thing yeah. that happened to me actually about a week ago, funny enough, uh, Jorge Masvidal, one of Pat's favorite fighters, probably my favorite fighter at the moment yeah, uh, in the UFC. Really loving the Masvidal. Just Masvidal, yeah. forget about the fights, just the personality, you know, the four-piece and the soda going to glide on out of there, all that stuff. <laughs> that's that's my favorite stuff. And you so did. the other day to practice, uh, I made like four saves in like a three-second you know, burst combination. And I told one of the guys, like, you know, Moosey, that's the four-piece combo, buddy. Four-piece and a soda. Discount the fries. Give you a free dip. Welcome to the show, kid. And so yep. I took that. 
I posted on Instagram. I'm a Masvidal fan. I don't even care if he sees it. I I tagged him, and then I went to bed. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. Why does my reel have eighty thousand views? <laughs> it's a good reel. I, I I looked at it and like I'm honest with myself when I post these things. I'm like, that's not eighty thousand views. Like, that's not that's not funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not that funny. Yeah, I looked right. at it. Yeah. Masvidal liked it. Okay. All right. Cool. He cool. saw that. That's pretty awesome. I looked in the comment section. Masvidal commented, let's fucking go. That's what he put in the comment section. My dad's going to yell at me for cussing. That's what he said, Dad. This is the, this UFC fighter. Yeah, put you're just quoting. You're just section. quoting. Just quoting. Just quoting. Guy's got 3 Looks million right followers on Instagram, and he saw this. And he took the time out of his, his day to comment it. I'm like, yeah. so did I get 80,000 views because it was funny or because he commented on it? And I checked his story. It was the thing he reposted. He reposted yeah. my my Instagram reel that day, and I got yes. eighty thousand views. And then, so I was like, "Dude, like, I gotta send him a message." So I sent him a message. I'm like, "Just thank you very much." Um, you're probably not gonna see this because I can only imagine how many DMs the guy gets. But just thank you for being a man of the people and responding. He responds to my DM, and he just says, "Thank you very much for the love, brother. Appreciate the support." Blah blah blah. And then I I texted Pat. I'm like. God, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this guy just DM me back. What do I do? Do I try to get on the podcast or do I try to just like build a nice <laughs> chippy leg? So, um, how's your day going? Is everything okay? You know? So then Pat's like, ah, oh, shoot your shot. See if you get on the podcast. So I was like, hey, can we right. get you on the podcast? Uh, would like to get you sometime in the next two months. He sent me to his management company who then got me in touch with his agent or like his specific manager who I then emailed and never heard back from. So, uh, hopefully, <laughs> Jorge's hey, management. We'll get us back. We'll get back to me sometime you soon. You got a comment. You got a comment in DM. I, I think it's. I think that's awesome. It's, a, it's pretty sick. The uh, it's cool when you see like a person of that, you know, celebrity status who's one of the biggest draws in the UFC in him in particular. But of that celebrity status, who will make time for someone now? Given you did DM him and you jump right to the top of his requests because you do have 30,000 plus followers in a verified mark. But, so but I jump the, up there. The guys that are DMing him, though, have like 100,000, a million. Like I'm assuming like well, real fighters are messaging him. Yes, real fighters who are already in his DMs, though. Like they're yeah. not popping in the request because he probably like already talks to them. But either way, he made time for for you, you know, and which is cool. I, th- I, th- I think the more we like uh, kind of view like a uh, like that Slumbers. guy, you have to like put in perspective, like he's honest, he's just a normal guy who's really good at what he does, you know, like, so when you're at celebrity status or whatever, and you just act like you're too cool for people who support you or like a fan of you, I think that's kind of scummy. So shout out to, shout out to Jorge for being cool. Well, two, two parts of that. One, here's a guy that I like and that I enjoy that I'm a genuine fan of. And yeah. then, like, he's just some guy that I see on TV. Like, I don't, I don't know him from a hole in the ground. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> geez, I'm gonna edit that out. Um, <coughs> Packing but, up a lung. Jesus, smoke three packs this morning, man. Don't quit those you. darts, brother. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta quit you. the stogies. Uh, so anyway, um, a, a fan, the guy that I just enjoy. I don't really know him, but he bridged that gap. He messaged me back. He he went out of his way, and like in my in my mind, like. I, I do some math in my head. Like I have thirty thousand followers. I know what thirty thousand followers look like. Looks like on a biz, on like a, a busyness level. I don't know if that's even a word. Yeah. But like I know how many DMs I get. I get a decent amount of DMs every day. I get tags. I get like all this stuff. Times that by three, and th- sorry, times that by a hundred. That's Jorge Masvidal. And I'm thinking like, 
like, how would you even see that? And he went out of his way to reply and give me three messages, three DMs he hit me back with. And that, you know, eight seconds each that it took him to, to send both those or all those messages is going to get me to buy his pay-per-view and be a fan for life. Like, look, I call you. I call my mom. I call my dad. I'm telling people yeah. on this podcast, this is an amazing dude. That, that guy took 20 seconds to get some amazing free PR. When you charge kids for podcasts and media appearances <laughs> and, you know, you send oh your wife God. after Trav and you get your wife to go and tell Trav that he's a scumbag and he should be ashamed and that she's broke, that is how you get people to not like you. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help myself. I'm so sorry. You, Hey, you and your... Your beef with the boy. Sorry. Anyway, we're going to move on. <laughs> it's here. a never ending. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, speaking of uh, UFC um, and politics, you want to talk about uh, Batman, Kyle Beach kind of thing? People people were asking us to talk yeah, about this. You, let's, because it's a hockey related thing. And obviously, let, it's yeah. a popping topic. Let, let's be very clear before we start about this. So, uh, a lot of people were asking, hey, I'm curious if you guys are going to talk about Batman, about Kyle Beach, about the Blackhawks. And I have zero interest in talking about like sexual assault in, in that manner. That That is what it is, uh, despite what the online world says. I am not in favor of it. And I don't want to get into that because, like, we, we could be here for days talking about that. Yeah. I just want to talk about like I, the hockey side of things. I think you should clarify too, because I was scrolling through like Puck Empire, or I think it was, mm-hmm. those comments where you were getting ripped. And there's people on there commenting like, oh, Trav, like what's, like what did Trav do? Like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, he's he's supporting uh, the Blackhawks against mm. Beekman. Is it Beekman? Uh, Kyle Sorry, Beach. Like Sorry. <laughs> Kyle Beach. Beach? Beach. Yeah. Beach. <laughs> he's supporting the Blackhawks against Beach like in the situation, blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of like looking back to see, and all I saw you comment was that like, oh, the NHL doesn't care. So I'm mm. like, wait, what? He never supported the Blackhawks. So yeah, let, let me, I, I want to clarify for, and let you clarify that. Too. Yeah, let, let me clarify that for a sec. So first off, um, am I defending you know Blackhawks? I, I guess we'll get into that in a sec, but no, like like if you look at the whole story, there's a lot of things that were done wrong. On every like on on Kyle Beach's part, on the Blackhawks' part, on the NHL's part, on his teammates, like everybody, like you you have to have a lot of screw ups for like something like this to happen, for it to come to light the way that it did. Like like nothing was handled perfectly, otherwise or nothing was handled well, otherwise it wouldn't have came to light the way that it did. Is is kind of the point. Also, yeah, I get people messaging me like on a weekly basis that I do like you're a Nazi, like you're the hockey version of Hitler. Like like so, some <laughs> of these, I do. I I had a de- I've had death threats. And like like, like career ending threats from guys in the Fed recently. I don't know if we talked about this. I've talked about how like, no. like I'd like to. Oh, we haven't talked about this. Okay, never mind. So let's talk about this real quick. Hold on, let let's. Should we wait? Get it? Talk about B. Just, just to like justify like the internet is a crazy place where people can say whatever they want. So for okay. example, when guys in the Fed message me and are like, "Dude, if you ever play in this league, I will end your career. I will take out your knees. I will run you, and I will come find you after the game <laughs> if you ever play in this league." The internet has a lot of tough guys out there is what I'm trying to say. What the so fuck? when people come out there and they're like, Trav, you know, is in favor of, of, you know, what happened to Kyle Beach? Like, no, no. Like, get some, you know, get some some hobbies in your life and, and find, you know, find some <laughs> Jesus. Find some Christ or some religion or something. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on. Find um, something more than, like, trying to hate on someone else or just yeah. stir the pot about someone else. Like, <laughs> like it's ridiculous. do something with, for yourself, boys. Um, uh, Not that people listening to this are, are doing that. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're typically a supporter of ours. But Maybe they are. But anyway, do you want to start with uh, Beecher or do you want to start with Batman or the Hawks? Yeah, let's let's talk about, yeah, because it's a popping topic, mm-hmm. even though it's not, like, a fun one to talk about. Yeah. Let's, let's give our take on it. 
oh. as yeah. obviously the whole the whole thing is just fucked. Like I didn't. I remember a story popped out, and I think you talked about it to me. And it wasn't like there was no name of it. And then he f- finally recently came out and said like he was the player, blah blah blah. And I heard the story, like my friend read like the article to me, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like that is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. Like l- never would have thought in a million years that that like would go on anywhere. No- never mind. I th- like that shit you see in a movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think is just like made up? But the fact that it actually happened is just fucked. Mm-hmm. Like. That was like my initial thing. I was like, holy shit. Um, I I can understand why that guy would not tell people or like not announce it. Cause that's, if you're in that position, like you would feel pretty shitty or like humiliated probably. Absolutely. Like, that's a tough, tough thing to like, then go be like, okay guys, um, this happened. And then everyone's like, look, there's a lot of people look at you like, oh, you, you let them do that. Like, no, it's a little more. <laughs> a little more difficult than just like, oh, well, he let him do that. I think it's like when someone's threatening your life, you're kind of whatever. I don't. No one really knows the exact situation he was in, but because the other guy's in jail, completely right? fucked. That yeah, completely fucked. If like the team and I, try, I think it's coming out that the team knew. It's pretty established that they knew, the coach knew, and a league knew. In the fact that they just like put it under, mm-hmm. just, like put it away and buried it, and thought that it would never come to light is just. I think the part Obviously. that stands out to me is when it first first came out, uh, and Bettman's like, "Don't worry, nothing's gonna come of this. You know, this is airtight. We have the situation under control." And then, <laughs> obviously, you know, you fast forward however many months, it's like, uh, "Well, Gary, you had nothing under control. Uh, you had no idea what was going on, and you still right. wear those Skechers shoes." Like, um, like <laughs> that I, guy needs to go, dude. Like, Batman. first first off, like. <laughs> The, the guy is so anti-Canadian hockey, and I, and I don't care what anybody says. Like, the guy has literally gone out of his way to grow the Southern game, which is great. You know, it's great that hockey is growing in the South because I've gotten to experience hockey and that lifestyle in the South of the USA. But yeah. he's so anti-Canadian hockey where hockey's from. Like, and that, yeah. that pisses me off as a Canadian. And also, like, he's just such a dink. He's just a genuine dick. He, he doesn't care about the game. A, he, just talks, he seems like a loser. Yeah, and he, he doesn't care about the game. And I think you know we've hit the nail on the head how many times is that the game isn't exciting anymore. Like, like the way that the, the the game has mm. turned into like media wise, where like you can't show any personality, you can't have any character. Like like the like Kyle Beach situation, you can't come forward with that kind of stuff, or you're gonna lose your job. You're gonna be shamed. Like the, the Dude, yeah. all these consequences. The hockey culture. Say what you want. Gary Bettman, I think, has enabled this hockey culture by continuing to do what he does in the media by you know suppressing guys' personality. Like mentioned, like you mentioned on the podcast, a couple episodes or uh, I guess a couple months ago. Like Elias Pedersen wants to make a little vlog. Wants to have some personality. Can't do it. Yeah. NHL says, see you later. That's not gonna work. Like the NFL, very exciting to me. The UFC, where Dana White, say what you want about the guy, he doesn't give a damn. Guys can do whatever you yeah, want. He lets, you know, he lets them fly. And I would say... Because he knows it brings in eyes. He, he, he knows he's, it brings in smart. eyes. It, it grows the brand. And name me, some, name me a sport, name me a pro you know, sports league in the last two years that's grown more than the UFC. I'll wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, you I mean, won't. you see, like, McGregor, when McGregor does stupid shit, and he does, mm-hmm. often, and he says stupid shit, you don't see Dana trying to say, hey, don't, don't tweet, stop tweeting, yeah. don't do that. Because he knows whether or not it's like it looks bad in his part, he knows that it's going to get people talking and bring people in. Yeah, and that's the reality. Like whether, like, yeah, McGregor at times is tweeting and making a fool of himself, but 
Hell oh, no, Dana should not tell him to stop tweeting. You fucking tell him to tweet more. It's bringing in attention. The, that's yeah. I, I, one that's of, where hockey differs. One of the funniest things I, I saw Dana say was when they're like the Khabib McGregor thing, and I think Jimmy Kimmel was asking me. He's like, "Did you tell Connor to do this to get arrested to grow to fight?" He's like, "No, I didn't tell him to get arrested, but I'm also not going to tell him to stop <laughs> because it's great for selling the fight." The guy literally got arrested yeah. trying to kill the guy. You not want to watch the pay per view? By the way, you can buy it on October sixth. That that caused the biggest. One of the, yeah, the biggest UFC pay-per-view Biggest ever. pay-per-view, biggest um, game, biggest everything in UFC history. Back, Sorry, we're getting a little bit off topic here. Back to, yeah, back to the, I guess, the NHL and the Blackhawks. I, I think yeah. that that just shows that there's a lot of issue. I, like, we don't know all the details or whatever, but the fact that, like, even Taves has come out since and said that, like, he found out. He's like, oh, I didn't know until the next year. We're like, we still knew, which is weird, you know? You kinda, like, he was trying to, like, uh, back or, like, defend himself that he didn't know until the next year. But... I don't know. The fact, it just seems really fishy, the whole situation that, you know, when Kane claims he didn't know or that he didn't know who it was, he heard something happen, but didn't know who it was. And it, the fact that it just all got buried obviously is a lot uh, in the wrong. The, the part I think that really kind of really say about the it. The part that kind of scares me more, well, I don't even know if you want to say scares me, but like you, you have the whole team who, at least as of right now, you know, recording this podcast, yeah. something could change because things change, but. The, the management seems to have known of what was going on. Like, you know, Quenville, uh, Sheveled, uh, did I don't know if Sheveldayoff knew, but Bowman, all those guys. But then the players are like, I had no idea, or I found out later, or I knew, but I didn't want to say yeah. it. I think there was, I, I could be wrong, but I believe there's about four guys who knew what was going on at the time. You got Kane, who said, I knew later. And then the rest of the guys, like, I had no idea that this was happening to Beecher. We love Beecher. Um, I think part of the biggest problem with that is you have guys that knew, you have you know Patrick Kane who, who learned later, and, and we're talking about a star in the game at this point in time, yeah. it still is. This the, you know One of the best players in the world doesn't want to come forward and say something because the culture will um, you know, reprimand yeah, you. Like, how right. dare you you know bring that to light? Then he's the, You're the problem. Although, you know? yeah, although in that situation, man, I don't think anyone would have a problem with him sorry let, let me let me rephrase it because i think no but you're but you're right you're, you're you're right in a sense but that's probably why those guys didn't because the, they don't want to be the guy who who tells the, the whatever, biggest problem know? i think is that okay let's say patrick kane or somebody comes forward and brings that up and okay now it's in the media now we're going to resolve this today well you know whoever's yeah. going to be booted out is great but patrick kane is going to still be in the league and we're talking like a middle of the pack player like right in the middle of that bell curve kind of guy and although yeah. the NHL GMs will say that, you know, we we support this. We're glad guys are coming forward. Like, come on. Do you not see the league Bettman's running? Do you not see the hockey culture? You don't think those 32 NHL GMs go behind closed doors and say, you know what? Kaner or whoever was, was the guy who went, you know, was the whistleblower in the situation. Do I want that on my team? Do I want right. the bad PR? Although, granted, it should never be happening in the first place because they don't want the bad no. PR because they're selfish and they're, all they care about is money. They don't want that happening, which is why the people that are getting all pissed off me online that, were, that when I kept commenting saying the NHL doesn't actually care that this happened to Kyle Beats. The NHL actually doesn't give a shit that the Blackhawks are covering this up. Clearly. The only thing that they care about is the money in their pockets and the fact that the sponsors are saying, listen, we're pulling the pin, Gary. We're not going to support this. That money's coming out of the NHL's pockets because people don't want to support the Blackhawks. And, you know, whether this happened or yeah. came to the light or not, they're still trending towards the 2004 Blackhawks where you had 15 people in the rink. You had more people at a Varberg Vipers <laughs> game from one of my home games than with the Blackhawks. Yeah. The, it's, like, that's the problem is they only care about the money. They don't actually care about the people being involved. No. I think it's pretty clear that they don't care because the fact that they knew and buried it, 
just says that they don't they didn't care. Now they're going to pretend they care, but if they if they knew then I mean, I don't and They're I not even know. doing a good like, job like, of I don't pretending. Know like they're doing a terrible job of pretending no, they care. It's just yeah, it's it's clearly a lot of fishy stuff. I like we I we can't speak on what details were known and what weren't known, but all they all that's pretty evident is that there was a lot of people that knew and that are in the wrong. Absolutely. And obviously the the situation itself that happened is just fine. You know, there there's some things in the hockey culture that I personally really do enjoy. I I love the atmosphere in the locker room. I love the atmosphere. You know, you and I talked about it with Wallstead the other week. You know, the shower guy. Just like there's a lot of really really good things in the hockey world. I'm serious. There's some things in the yeah. the hockey world that are amazing no, and just make hockey what it is. Yeah. And then you have the bullshit like that that literally ruins it. And you wonder why people are going on, you know, mainstream television saying Hockey is the problem. Hockey players, the hockey media, the hockey culture is the problem. Why do you think in high schools and in universities, hockey players get the reputation they do because of shit like well, this? It's it, yeah. And I think who said it? Taylor Hall kind of mm-hmm. said it when someone was like, "Oh, do you think hockey culture needs to change?" And he was like, "Well, I think all culture needs to change. It's not just hockey specifically. Like, yes, obviously, hockey culture. It's such a. I feel like it's kind of a. I don't know, cheesy word, but it's. I mean, it's true. Like." Hockey like needs to change, but also just it's it's not it's football or whatever. Too like it's the it's a similar vibe. Like if you get a group of guys like a frat, a frat, a fraternity too. It's the same type shit. It's it all is grouped together that needs to like change. But you do you'll see guys like who's uh, Carcillo. Mm-hmm. Like he's coming out and speaking against like shit that happened in juniors and stuff, and how it's all fucked and needs to change. All this shit beforehand before social media was was just buried no one would ever know mm-hmm. like it was all hush if you told you were fucking you're you're a pussy essentially and not i'm not calling you a pussy i'm saying if you told in the eyes of the people around you or in your own mind you'd be yes. a pussy so that's obviously something that needs change well why don't we transition from a league that doesn't care about its players or care about people to a brand of underwear that does and to a Who podcast <laughs> and to two guys on a podcast that want you in the best we care sheath underwear pat tell them about it because i'm going to unbox this on the video version of the podcast on youtube sheath underwear oh wow <laughs> have you changed my life <laughs> before i had sheath underwear i i felt lost no direction i uh i really just woke up and walked around every day not feeling comfortable in my own skin and i wasn't really sure why high school i think back to high school i'm walking down the hallway every time i'm walking i felt uncomfortable and insecure if someone was looking at me in college i'm at the dining hall i'm going up to get food scared what do people think i don't feel comfortable then one day i think it was about four or five months back sheath underwear sends their underwear to me in the mail and I put them on, and also my whole life changed. I, I could walk out in public feeling comfortable and confident in my own skin. In fact, I felt more than confident and comfortable in my own skin. And I think that's just that's just a, a reflection of how comfortable the underwear are, because it, it lets your it lets your balls and your and your it lets your balls and your dick all feel comfortable and in place and held it's like it's like a firm little glove you know they're just being cradled nicely in the in the the underwear versus getting a wedgie up in there and 
you know, maybe uh, having to pull it out in public in school, constantly having to adjust there your balls. There is nothing That's annoying. worse than being the waistband guy. Yeah. You don't want to be the waistband guy. Yeah, you don't want to be the exactly. waistband. But guy. you could be the sheath guy. I want to be the you shower be the guy. Sheath guy. That's who you want to be. You want to be the sheath guy. <laughs> the sheath. I want to be the yeah. sheath guy, not the sh- not the waistband guy. <laughs> now, listen, folks. We're gonna throw a time yeah. on the clock because my dad. Well, again, call me and tell me son. The hands are taking a little bit too long. We're going to nail it in about uh, two minutes or less, Dad. We got the coolant technology in the sheath underwear. We got the pouch to compartmentalize everything, and it'll segregate your balls and your jimmy better than society in Canada is with this vaccine passport. Yep. Let me tell you, they're doing a great job. Sheath does an even better job. I'm telling you right now. And you're <laughs> yes, going to go to yeah. sheathunderwear.com. Great underwear. Use the promo code BISCUIT69. Look at this. You see my underwear on the top of my head? This is what could be happening at 69 to you this weekend. If you get a pair of sheath underwear, the promo code yeah. B-I-Z-K-I-T-69, sheathunderwear.com. Dad, how was that for timing? That, that must have been like 30 seconds. That was boom. pretty fast. That was a glee. That was good. On to our should next. Should I leave my uh, hat the way that it is for the rest of the podcast? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, absolutely okay, you good. should. So what should, what, what should we end it with? We got I know there's a couple of things. Like there's the Eichel trade. There's the World concert. There's the UFC event. Mm, there's. Uh, oh, also, also a little, little side note. I want to talk about uh, my, my dad for a quick second. So my dad calls me the other day. Yeah. And I'm I'm cooking, right? And my dad says to me, he's like, son, I, I, I made this pizza the other night. It was amazing. It was piping hot right out of the oven. I just devoured it. And I said, did you take the pizza out of the oven again and just directly from the oven to your mouth? He said, yeah, you know, I, I love it piping hot. I said, it did. Just well, burn his whole mouth? I'm going to get into that for a second. I said, dad, why do you do that? He's like, well... As I've gotten older, you know, I can't taste things the way that I, I used to. You know, the flavor is not there. You know, the spice in there. So I like it nice and hot. I like it nice and piping hot. And boy, it was a good sign. It was really moist too. I said, yeah, because you put a 500 degree pizza in your mouth. That was blood. That was the blood in your mouth moistening the pizza. That's what That's you were tasting. Odd. Like, come on, Dad. Like, you gotta, you gotta let it cool. You gotta let it relax. Gotta yeah. Let it all relax and enjoy it, the pizza. Cool enjoy the fruit of your loins, not the fruit of the loom. The sheath underwear. That's what you gotta enjoy in life here. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. That's that's interesting. He just, just well, that probably ruins his taste. It probably makes it worse. It probably just know? burns them off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just most. Probably, no wonder he can't taste it. Burn. <laughs> the, yeah, his whole life he's just been taking a pizza right out of the oven, is burning his taste like buds right, off. right off the stone. <laughs> can't taste anything right anymore. To the gullet. <laughs> uh, that's fucking oh, hilarious. Man. You do you know that pain though? Like when you. Don't let mm-hmm. the pizza cool down. It burns your skin off. It, oh, it's painful, man. I can't imagine. Most people stop. It, My dad hey, just kept going. <laughs> yeah, most people are like, "Ow, ow, ow!" But no, he he's a hardworking man. He My, <laughs> he starts something. He's finished. My dad's it. like that eight thousand grit sandpaper just gets right down to the grain there, right down to the wood. But uh, anyway, oh, yeah. uh, Dad, I love you, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, Dad. I'll give you a call after the podcast. Anyway. Uh, what do we have on the agenda? Should we talk about the Eichel situation? Yeah, let, let's let's do the Eichel situation. I think they did not trade nearly enough for him. I I love how they're they're sitting around for how many months and like yeah you know we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to get maximum value here you know we're yeah. not gonna just sell a guy for a seventh round pick and like, <laughs> what do they sell him for like a seventh round pick a first round pick. By well, the way, Winnipeg kid, Caitlin Krabs from the uh, uh, Winnipeg Ice. And then uh, who, who else did they send over? Well, don't get me wrong. Alex Tuck, right? He Tuck, is yes. an He is a first-round pick, I believe, at one time. But is he the level of Eichel? No. 
And, and what they were said they were going to hold out for. No. Yeah, essentially, because there was talks of like Kachuk being involved in the trade and like Calgary maybe. There was a lot of hype of like, okay, they might even trade straight up like big name, one, 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 like one big name for Eichel, you know. And they just, they traded Tuck, who's a good, consistent NHL player, but is he that like uh, franchise guy like Eichel could be? No. I don't think so. He's. He's 139 points, 255 games, which very good. Very, very good. But Eichel's Eichel's a point per game guy. He's a he's a star, you know? So when you look at it in that way, I don't think they I don't think Buffalo got nearly enough of what they could have got, which is Did weird that they settled the, for. Uh, it. You listen to the Spit and Chillets exclusive interview, talking to him after? No? I started to and I forgot to finish it. Fill fill me in. So there, there was one point that really stuck out to me where he said I told Buffalo over the summer, if you let me get the surgery that I want, I, yeah. will, I will put everything. We'll put everything behind us, and I will come play for the Sabers and be proud to be a Saber. Just let me get the surgery that I want. And they said no. Like that right there confirmed for me that okay, the yeah. whole world has said that the Buffalo Sabers are a joke and how they how they handle guys, how they treat injuries, all this kind of stuff. Maybe there's a little bit of hope. Maybe the Jack Eichel situation. Maybe maybe Jack's the problem. You know what I mean? Because you know you hear all these rumors and stuff. That right. there confirmed that okay, Jack was not the problem. The Buffalo Sabres are the problem because this is how many players that have gone on with the same spiel about this. I saw another interview of how it like initially started, like the bad blood mm-hmm. was because he went in after a good season, like he had a good season, and he went in, they were like talking about starting a rebuilding uh phase again, do another rebuild. And he heard this. So he went in, he said, Hey, if we're gonna be like doing another rebuilding phase, maybe it's best that you move me and to do your rebuilding phase and not use me like right like he obviously he's a competitive guy who wants to win the stanley cup so he's like if you're gonna do this rebuilding phase maybe it's mo- mo- most beneficial for both of us to trade me and they were very apparently very insulted by it and that's how it started but then like they ended up trading for taylor hall or signing taylor hall like they had a on paper nasty team and they just did fucking terrible and i obviously there was a lot of beef going on behind the scenes about his surgery Mm-hmm. But very, uh, very interesting that they would, because I feel like it's a pretty reasonable, like request or suggestion. Like if you guys are going to do a rebuild, maybe trade me. Like I, I feel like that's a pretty reasonable, uh, thing to say. I don't know. If, they got offended. If we could kind of like bring it back to the whole hockey culture thing, yeah. like Eichel's been like my body, my choice. Let me get the surgery that I want. <laughs> Valid point. NHL doesn't care. Players are like, I don't want the vaccine. My body, my choice. Well, okay, yeah, no. that's fine. But we're gonna fine you, and you will not get paid. Have fun, sucker. Like <laughs> the hockey, the hockey culture is a joke. And yeah. well, Buffalo, Vegas Buffalo is letting them do it. Yeah, yeah. See, they, they're, they're there you go. Vegas is a fun team. So, uh, the Sling the Biscuit the team. The Sling the Biscuit team is a fun team. This is a fun podcast, <laughs> and we do a new episode every Thursday, my friends. YouTube. Yeah. The video version. Give us a check out on YouTube. The YouTube version is popping. We are uh, probably about 150 subs away from getting monetized on YouTube, which is exciting. Hell uh, yeah. Basically Keep watch subbing. Time. If you're watching this right now, sub. You watch this far and you're not subscribed, mm-hmm. subscribe. Don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. Do yourself a favor too. Yeah. You could just turn on the YouTube version and listen to that and boom, 
You could also take it out of your pocket and boom, now you're watching. You could also go on the Apple version, the Spotify boom, version, boom, boom, the boom. Stetcher, I want you in my room. any of the other podcasts and platforms you can give us a listen. But every Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Winnipeg time, 5 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. if you're in Sweden. Now that we're back to the regular time zone change, Patrick and I will be on regularly. By the way, I just want to give a quick little tease to those that are still listening. We have some very exciting guests coming up. Uh, Callie Klang, who has suddenly become my best friend overnight. Just kidding. Wallstead's arch nemesis for the Swedish national team that he talked about on the podcast. Uh, yeah. He's going to hook me up with tickets. He's going to be coming on the podcast uh, sometime soon later this month, he said. Also, Ilya Brzgalov is going to be coming on the podcast, confirmed through yeah. his son. Briz wants to come on the podcast, hopefully this month, if not next month. I'm also waiting to hear back on Sean Avery. Sean Avery said he will come on the podcast next month or end of this month. And then waiting on we'll Masvidal. Uh, Jay Bone, Jay Broder, Pat Shea's brand new teammate, said he will come on the podcast <laughs> pending approval. I don't think we need approval anymore because his teammate is on the podcast. His teammate owns the podcast. Sling on the biscuit. Help us out. Get a Manscaped lawnmower. Get some sheath underwear. Support Pat. Use the bookie, my bookie code. And uh, any final words, my friend? Otherwise, we'll see everybody on Thursday. Cap us off, Pat. Take us home. Just God bless, you know, whatever God you believe in. And just <laughs> eat, your green, beans. Underwear. eat oh, yeah. your green beans and vegetables. And hit your macros this week we'll see you, see next you guys week next time on the podcast thanks for listening <laughs> what a podcast <laughs> this is the greatest podcast in the world <laughs>